0: Although it doesn't seem to be a major topic that's discussed in the industry, it's one that can be emotional and quite polarizing. We're talking about client gifting. Is it necessary or is client gifting an extra expense that is just cutting into your income?
1: We're going to consider both sides and leave the decision up to you and your balance sheet. We believe in starting on a positive, so we're going to go with pro first. And this may be a bit of a tennis game as we toggle between positives and not negatives, but things to consider before adding gifting to your travel business.
2: Hey, it's your travel industry best friends, Robin and Jen from Teeth.
1: We're obsessed with practically anything that touches your business and allows you to scale to the level of success that you've always dreamt of.
2: With Robin's background in sales and marketing and
1: Jennifer's experience as a management level HR professional,
2: We grew a small itinerary creation company into a multi-million dollar travel agency. And now we aim to help others skip the hard stuff and get right to the big wins.
1: We're probably each recording this holding a glass of wine. So pour one up with us, grab a seat, and join us to talk all things travel and business.
0: There are pros and and cons depending on where you are in your business. So obviously the pro to client gifting is that your clients feel appreciated. That's the entire point of giving a gift is to extend a gesture of appreciation. However, the things to consider before client gifting is obviously how it's going to impact your business. You've got the cost of shipping, the cost of the gift, the cost to expedite that gift if you forget to send it on time. And a lot of the time... These come with your paper documents, which I personally moved away from. I know that Robin moved away from paper documents is not something that we ever were super passionate about. There are some advisors that are like diehard, very adamant about sending paper documents. To me, I feel like this is a whole episode in itself about how you can send documents because I felt like it was a liability to send a paper document in case I changed something. And then it wasn't. Properly reflected on those documents that I sent weeks before because I didn't want to pay that expedited cost of shipping. And I was sending it usually in conjunction with leather luggage tags, which don't sound expensive. But when you have a lower cost trip, what I was ending up doing was I was cutting into my commission. And then I am not the type of person that's going to get to the mailbox on time. Like that is just my weakness. And so I was, I felt like I was spending a lot of money to ship something that wasn't necessary and didn't align with the expenditure of the trip on the client side. I want to say this, I've never bought something and expected a thank you note or a gift in return. I bought a car and I got a thank you note from the car salesman. And I was blown away that he like took the time to write me a thank you note. And so that just goes to show you, I I spent a large amount of money on a brand new car at a dealership, and he took the time to send me a thank you note, and I was grateful for it. So if you feel like client gifting is an obligation, I want to challenge your train of thought a little bit and just work through this episode with us and think about if it's the time to client gift and if you are sending the appropriate client gift for the type of trip that your client is booking
1: with you. That's such a good point just because I think we get into client gifting and we see everyone else with like the elaborate box with like the passport holder and like, ooh, there's like a cool wine sleeve or a wine cork opener in the box. And we're like, well, we have to gift like that. And it's like, you really don't. Like gifts can be a simple thank you note, a handwritten thank you note. I don't know. I wish I had done that more when I was in my travel business, because you're right. Like when I get it from, I got a, I got a note from anthropology, which was definitely not handwritten and I felt so special. So <laughs> I mean... It doesn't take a whole lot to, I think, go above and beyond for a client, even if it's it's like a comparison game, right? Like comparison yeah. is the theme of joy. So seeing what another agent is doing and comparing it to what you're doing may not feel like enough, but in retrospect, it probably is. Sometimes it takes you pretending to be a client of someone else to like actually be like, oh yeah, that is enough. Like a thank you note is enough.
0: And to me, I love the gift of an experience. So I would rather enhance someone's actual travel experience or send them something they can use when they get home on a repeated basis so that it reminds them of me rather than sending a bottle of wine to the room. To me, wine in the room is a solid solid hard pass. I have had wine sent to me and it goes unconsumed because I drink wine at dinner. And then what am I gonna do? Get hammered in my room afterward on this wine because I feel obligated to drink it because someone sent it to me. Or I'm an avid carry-on packer so then I can't bring it back with me And is it the kind of bottle of wine that I want to bring back? Like there are a lot of, to me, issues about like sending an amenity to the room and requiring something of the guest while they're traveling.
1: You know what I would love as a client if I got from a travel advisor? Not a gift on the front end but like a gift when I'm returning home for like a DoorDash because who wants to cook when you get home? You know what I mean? Or like an Uber Eats like like where awesome. I've never seen or heard of anyone doing that. But also I think I'm just kind of hungry when recording this episode. So maybe that's where the idea came from. But <laughs> I'm like a practical gift giver, even in like life with friends and family. Like I'm not a, like, here's a random piece of art. I'm like, here's a Publix gift card because everyone loves to shop at Publix and get a sub. That's just where my brain goes as like a practical human, but that'd be kind of cool. If you don't know what Publix is, it is the most fabulous grocery store in the Southeast
0: (laughs) (laughs) and they have amazing subs but you just made me think of something. What about like a shipped gift card? Cause like on your way home, you could schedule groceries to arrive so that you like, don't do that coming home and things are just, your pantry is completely
1: bare. Like I actually love this idea. That's such a good idea. Okay. Well, again, if anyone likes that idea, feel free to take it free of charge. Another pro of gifting is brain consistency. So gifting is obviously an excellent way To show off a new or a refresh or whatever brand, it's just a great way to show off your brand, whether it's like John said, on a gifting box, on a piece of stationery for that thank you note, or putting it on a luggage tag. This reinforces brand recognition, which is the name of the game when growing your travel business. And I'm not sure if it was Explore Tour or another agency, but there was one instance where a client was traveling with their luggage tag on their luggage and saw another client in travel either at the airport or... Or it was like maybe author or, but they had the same luggage tag and there was this fun little like connection of clients. Do you remember this Jen? It was,
0: but it wasn't my client because this has always been my dream. Like this has, yeah. this was my dream as an advisor was like, I'm going to create this connection. Someone's going to pass someone in an airport and they're going to be like, you have the most amazing travel advisor. I have the most amazing travel advisor, like unite. So I think that's really cool. And that is the dream. Like I love that for a luggage tag experience because it can be really neat if you start to have a very widespread brand and someone is in the airport and they see another colleague. Yeah, I it's guess like a you huge,
1: like an authority flex to know like that right? your old pro is working with other awesome clients. You're like, I have a true professional. They're so amazing. Oh my God. Especially if that other person you meet is really cool and you vibe with them. Right? Yeah. I feel like that's like also good for the brand. So If you do do gifting, there are some things to consider, however, which like if you do gifting with merch...
2: Growing your team can feel daunting. From creating an employee handbook to processing payroll, there is so much to consider. However, Gusto can simplify it all by acting as your in-house HR professional. Gusto offers various tiers of membership so that you can decide what level of support best fits your organization. Our team trusts Gusto to handle state filings, manage taxes, create our employee handbook, track PTO, and so much more. If you're not an HR pro but need one on your team without the overhead, check out Gusto. Get one hundred dollars off when you enroll using our affiliate code found in the show
1: notes. You really want to make sure that the quality of the merchandise, the merchandise you're sourcing, is high quality because, as you know, I, I love a beautiful brand, but I always love to think about bottom line before you invest in purchasing any merchandise. So, personally, if you're gonna do any sort of like luggage tag sweatshirt hat water bottle whatever it is make sure that you put quality on the forefront of your mind when thinking through merch because getting some cheap things that are like mass produced but really poor quality or they like fall apart when they actually get to your client it just reflects poorly on the brain and it kind of diminishes the value of your brand just because of that piece of which sounds crazy like because you didn't necessarily design the luggage tag or design the folder that the documents are coming in but if it comes all janky it doesn't look good. So that's just something to consider if you do do merch or any sort of logo or branded anything you really 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 want to make sure that you're investing in quality stuff and you're testing it on the front end like send it to yourself to make sure that it's it arrives well, it arrives nicely packaged and all of that.
0: I think of people that pour their heart and soul into something that's handmade or homemade but they have a very high level client and As much as that I think is so kind and sincere, it can be a miss. And I'm not saying everything is a miss. Like people are, some people are very skilled with crickets and like creating these gifts. But if you've got this very luxe trip and then you send something that's handmade when the same item could have been really well done in proper branding and meant to like stand the test of time, I guess. To me, that says a lot more about the brand than the actual gift itself. And that's the whole point. I would say that reiterating the brand is a primary point over the gesture of making someone feel appreciated. And maybe I'm wrong, but that's just kind of like if I'm sending merch specifically, I'm sending merch because I want it out into the world and I want someone to see my brand. Now, if I'm sending a shipped gift card, that is for appreciation. So I think there's two motivating factors there too. And you need to decide what end game you want from actual client gifting. And that sounds, I don't know, that sounds kind of rude to be like, what's my motive for client gifting? Because it should be exactly that a gift. But these two things are very different, right? There's just completely two different end games. This next one is very important to Robin and I, and it's a hot topic. And it's, I would say, I think that people are thinking of this in the true amenity fashion, but an amenity is not a gift. I just want to put it out there. And I'm sorry if this triggers anyone because yes, someone is getting an amenity because of your affiliation, because of your relationship. However, someone might have selected you because of those things. So right. to me, it's part of your brand. It's not a gift.
1: Yeah, the free I mean, the free breakfast. Not
0: a gift. Yeah. I'm not dishing on any of those things. Those are great. If someone if you have a client that cares if you're virtuoso or signature or traveler made or whatever that consortium is, I would say primarily people are going to know mostly about Virtuoso just because of their, their marketing spend and their marketing. Just it's a more widespread known brand on a global scale. So it is a known fact that Virtuoso agencies get amenities. But if someone's coming to you because of those amenities, that doesn't mean that you are gifting that amenity. You And and this is something that I know a lot of advisors get frustrated that the hotel wants to take credit for. And I also want to challenge that thought because the hotel is spending a lot of capital to be part of that affiliation, and it is from them. You are doing business with that hotel, and that hotel is doing business with your consortium. It is a very like, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. The hotel, to me, they are the ones responsible for making me look good by providing an exceptional experience. However, that experience is solely up to the hotel
1: once they're through those doors. Does that make sense? No, that makes sense, 100%. I mean, we talk about it all the time like, an amenity isn't a gift. I mean, it's just, it's, it's not. Fun. It's like being... It's an amenity. Right. Like it's like part of... Technically, it's part of their room rate. I mean, let's be honest. They infuse that into their room rate. So they're technically paying for it in some fashion.
0: They are and you are. And so is the hotel. Like everyone, it is a very like joint effort to get that amenity. And if you're going to call the bottle of wine in the room an amenity, like a gift, then you're calling the shampoo in the bathroom a gift. Like that is an amenity of the room. And it's part of the experience and it's part of the experience that the hotel has promised to the client by creating that room rate and that package deal. And all of that is taken into consideration when they pay for that consortium affiliation. All that to say, yes, you are a rock star for selecting a hotel that provides an exceptional experience, and that hotel is equally a rock star for providing that exceptional experience. But whatever that hotel provides is not a gift from you, it is a benefit of working with you. So I recently saw someone like frustrated that the hotel was like taking credit for something. And if you have asked the hotel to place something in the room and you've paid for it, then I totally get it. That is a very different conversation that we're having. And this happens all the time. I'm not going to act like that doesn't happen. And obviously amenities don't show up in the room as well. Like that
1: happens too. And then you're threatened to be sued.
0: (laughs) Yes, Yes, actually, that is so funny that you mentioned that because one, if you didn't hear this story before, I was threatened to be sued because a hotel did not bring free honeymoon amenity that the candy was boring and the rose petals weren't there in the midst of a pandemic on Santorini where they don't grow roses you know like real gem of a client kind of things what's hilarious is that he said I work in documents and I will be pursuing paperwork after this and I, and I'm like well, so you are Dwight Schrute like like you will be receiving documents and I submitted that to the travel professionals, like anonymous, um, Instagram page. If you have not found this page, like it makes you feel so seen. I'll find the actual handle in a minute, but I submitted it and she featured it yesterday and it is so funny. Okay. It's luxury travel anonymous. And I submitted my story. You can submit this completely anonymously. Her caption is. His or her caption. I don't know. It's a silhouette of a female in the actual, you know, icon. So I assume it's a female. It says translation, daddy's office has pop rocks and punctual champagne. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. <laughs> and I was like, I could have never come up with that caption in a million years. I have been asked if I run that account and I, I have too many things. I cannot do that. But oh we are debunking the myth right now. If you think it's one of us, it's not. I would love to take sure. credit for that. <laughs>
1: All right. So now we're going to dive into some cons. Not a con, just something to consider. You know, I don't want to say con gifting with cons, but something to consider. And if you've listened to the past episode, you're going to be like, wow, not surprising that Robin brought this one up, but the cost of overhead. If you're listening to this and you're ready to dive headfirst into the world of gifting, make sure that you are factoring the overhead of that merchandise into your planning fees. So that means, you know, if you're charging $100 for a planning fee, you need to ensure that the price of that luggage tag or that Stationery or whatever it is that you're sending is covered by that $100. Planning fees should account for a couple of things, in my humble opinion. And that is number one, your hourly rate. So that's how much time it's taking you to actually plan times whatever your hourly rate is. Any gifting associated with the service. So any overhead, any merchandise, whatever you have to order for them. And then a profit margin, because we want to ensure that we are running profitable businesses. And again, you could take your commission as solely profit. I'm totally fine with that as well. But just something to consider when thinking through your fees is that I think that in your planning fee, gifting should be wrapped up in there somehow.
0: And go over, overestimate what you think you're going to spend because I'm sorry, but it it costs a different amount for me. I'm in Florida to send to Georgia than it does to California. So like there are... Pricing fluctuations based off of where you're sending it, how fast you need it there. I was sending our Teak Week attendee gift boxes and luckily we had over budgeted for it and that's perfectly fine. But the things you don't think about are the ones that add up. So the box, then you've got, and if it's a branded box, there is a price tag on that. I say, like, if you're going to dip the toe into branded gifting, maybe pursue a plain white box with a beautiful branded sticker at first and see if you feel comfortable with that. And then you've got the crinkle paper, the filler. It needs to look professional. If you're going to send something, make it look dang good. Then you've got the gifts and that has to fill whatever vehicle you're sending it in. So I have a funny story because we actually sent Christmas gifts to all of our team and I had a newborn And I'm like apologizing to them because I'm like someone got gifts in a garbage bag in a box, and I'm pretty sure there's dog hair
1: on the tape. (laughs) (laughs) The like they were supposed to be in like a box, no, like a box. box. But my sweet, sweet father-in-law was trying to
0: do me a favor, and he used to work for the post office, so he's like, "I got this," you know. Like he's like he's an insider, and I'm like. They do not know who you are, but he is so kind and like took on this task for me just because everything felt bigger than it than it was in that moment. And so I had like sectioned out everyone's gift bundles into piles and for like transportation purposes in a garbage bag. And so two people had these garbage bags and he just like plopped them in the box and sent it. <laughs>
1: I'm like, oh my God. But that is the most comfortable getting the, the garbage back. It was like, uh-oh, who's getting it? Who's the lucky lady? Luckily, they know us and they were like giving me grace. But I don't think your clients
0: ever want to receive anything like that. And you don't want to send something that's going to get crinkled. I think of like padded envelopes and it's like, okay, you don't want to send your documents in that and then they're going to get this crinkled document. It's just,
1: it's not the message you want to send for this red carpet feel? We used to send personalized stationery to our clients. So it was like if they were a honeymoon client, they would get it with their new last name, which as a bride was so exciting. If you can go back to the day and remember what it looked like to finally see like Robin Bradley instead of Robin Brown. But we used to do the customized. It was from one of Jen's friends in Georgia. That was a really cool gift.
0: It was exceptional and she was so economical. I mean, for 12 cards, it was $25, but she would fully customize them to the destination. So like Amalfi Coast, we would do lemons or, you know, someone had a Tuscan wedding. We would send them a larger pack with olive branches. And if it were coastal, maybe like the bamboo pattern, something like that. It was a really cool concept. She is no longer doing that. And anyone that does it, is much more expensive, which is probably why she's no longer doing it. But it was awesome. And it was something that we got a lot of great feedback on. So if anyone needs an idea, know someone crafty, or if you are crafty and you can make it in Canva,
1: mm-hmm. good on
0: you. If you can make it in Canva and print it locally, like support oh. a local small business and do exactly. that in an economical way. Yeah, that would be prime.
1: It was just creative. I've never seen anyone else doing that. And again, clients would get in the mail and they would tag me and be like, I'm so excited about my trip. And it was good for my brand because I got to like reshare that clients are about to travel and they got this cool gift. And it was just, it was amazing. And the person that we worked with was, was incredibly good at what she did as well. So that helped. And fast. She was like
0: very fast about it. I would yeah. like send her like, I want something coastal feeling, but she we would send them like 10 at a time kind of thing. And she would just like batch send them back and be like, I can have them in the mail with a wax stamp and a grow green ribbon to you by tomorrow. And it, I mean, it just came perfectly executed. She yeah. was very good at what she did. So with that being said, here's just kind of like a an example of a tier structure that you could apply. 10,000 and below, thank you notes. $10,000 and one. To twenty thousand dollars, maybe you send luggage tags. Twenty thousand and one dollars to fifty thousand dollars, maybe you send luggage tags and a passport holder, or you send a corksicle cup with a cricket of their monogram or something like that. Something that is going to be also like applicable to their trip. Like I think sending a Stanley or some kind of nice quality cup when someone is going to an all inclusive or a tropical destination is amazing because I can never get enough water anywhere I go. So then maybe $50,001 to $100,000, you've got luggage tags, a passport holder with like an Apple AirTag cutout in it and Apple AirTags. Something like that where like, you know, they're going to use it.
1: If you're listening to this podcast, you are no stranger to the fact that I love organization. The reality is that organization isn't everyone's strong suit, but it's necessary to have a healthy business. Systems and automation is truly the only way to run a company as a solopreneur. That is why we use ClickUp, the all-in-one platform designed to revolutionize your workflow and take your small business to new heights. With ClickUp, you can say goodbye to scattered information, endless email chains, and missed deadlines. Streamline your tasks, projects, and client communication all in one place. ClickUp's intuitive interface and customizable features allow you to tailor the platform to fit your unique business needs. From project management to client collaboration, you'll have all the tools you need at your fingertips. With our growing team, this platform has been a game changer for the way that we run our internal operations. With ClickUp, Jen and I can assign tasks to the team members, track their progress, and keep everybody on the same page. With real-time updates and notifications, you'll never miss a beat. Stay ahead of deadlines with automated reminders and easily delegate responsibilities, freeing up your time to focus on what you do best, creating unforgettable travel experiences for your clients. Ready to revolutionize your travel business? Visit ClickUp.com using the affiliate link in our show notes and discover the power of streamlined productivity. Sign up for a free trial and see firsthand how ClickUp can transform your workload and take your business to new heights.
0: I am not the biggest fan of like the customized cookies or anything with a size. So like a sweatshirt. Just because, like, I'm so particular on sizing, I want oversized.
1: Never guess sizing. But that goes with shoe sizes too. Like, slippers, people have like the idea to send really cute slippers. And I love that idea. But like, shoe size is like weird too. Like, it's just kind of challenging. Anything, I avoid anything with size, like sizing. Absolutely not. I won't touch it. You know what? I think you just gave me a really fun
0: idea. And it's kind of contradictory to that. But I love, Hotel slippers. Okay. So that's like my thing. I steal all hotel slippers. It's not stolen, it's included in the roommate. It's an amenity. I did not send it as as a travel advisor. I love hotel slippers. And I think that one thing would be really cool is if you could actually get branded slippers in your travel brand. Because my favorite thing to do on a long haul flight is to take one of my past packages of hotel slippers and put those on in the plane. Because being barefoot on a plane, that's a solid no. Being in your own socks on a plane, I'm not about it. But having disposable slippers that like you can wear and then leave the airplane germs there, that would be funny for me because I could write a note like my favorite thing to do on a long haul is to get into comfy slippers and then leave them on the plane. So that's like a personal travel habit that I could impart on clients and then it feels personal, but it's also luxe because you've got this five-star turndown service feel to it. I don't know. That would be a funny one. And it goes in a padded, it could go in a padded envelope. But the point is, whatever you are gifting, maybe make it objective. There's so many times in this industry that we talk to advisors and what they're doing is it's more subjective. Like, oh, I don't have a calculator for my fees. I don't have a guideline for my tier structure for gifting. I don't have a minimum budget. It's just kind of whether I want to take on the trip or not. When you apply objectivity to anything, if it's gift giving or fees or whatever it may be, it creates a more structured feel that ends up being very comfortable for you in your business. And then you're running your business like a business. The less decisions that you have to make, the less brain fatigue you have at the end of every day. So make structure. In your business that removes some decision making. Robin is all about this. She's nodding her head right now. And like Robin talks about brain calories a lot. So
1: I don't know if you have thoughts on this, but Uh, yeah, I mean, you have 600. This is a fun fact for anyone out there, 600 brain calories a day to like. Basically, waste. So it's like when you're making those small baby decisions, that's where decision fatigue creeps in, is when those brain calories are taxed. So you're not able to think as clearly, you feel brain fog, all of that. So that's why typically people are fresher in the morning. There's less decisions that have been made throughout the day. So I'm all about like, the brain calories, but also it's be, being clear and having structure, you're enforcing kind of like boundaries at the same time. Cause it's like, this is what you get. Like, this is what you're getting for this price package, whatever it is. I just, I'm all about the structure and simplifying everything because that is less guessing on phone calls and like fumbling to figure out what things are going to cost people. I don't know. It's just like a whole thing.
0: It also, like, we can't emphasize this enough that math has to be applied to all of this. I know it takes work. I know it takes projections and calculations, and it's not something that's the sexy side of our business. It's not the champagne on the balcony overlooking the Amalfi Coast, but it is a necessary piece of our business. Anytime you give a client gift and you haven't properly accounted for it, and you have not backed out your salary from all the expenses in the business so that you know I'm going to make what I want to make regardless, you are taking out of your pocket, handing it away, and then like not even evaluating the repercussions of that. What is that gift costing you in your personal life that you feel like you can't do on a daily basis because you just gave a gift that you didn't account for and didn't need to give? Now, if it's part of your brand, if there is a component of your brand that revolves around client gifting... You just need to be charging for it. We're not saying don't gift. We're saying gift intentionally and by way of calculation to make sure that it makes sense for your business. So as you can see, or hear rather, there are multiple schools of thought when it comes to client gifting. However, the most important thing to consider is when is the right answer for your business's client experience. You don't have to be doing branded boxes with designer products, but Heck, you sure can if you want to. The decision is ultimately yours and should be driven by your bank account, your client demographic, and your vision for the business.
1: Thank you for joining another episode of Teak Talks. If you are loving our content, we'd love and appreciate your support and feedback. Head on over to Apple Podcast, hit subscribe so you never miss when an episode drops. And while you're there, please leave us a rate and review. We're sending you a long distance cheers because you just finished another episode of Teek Talk. If you loved what
2: you heard, hit subscribe and head over to the show notes for any resources and a summary of this episode.
1: In the meantime, if you want more access to us, we are personally inviting you to join our Niche by Teek community, where we host live events, answer your questions, share destination masterclasses, and give you a front row seat to all the resources that we launch throughout the year. Plus,
2: What's better than being surrounded by like-minded advisors that are hyping you up to succeed each day?
1: We think nothing. Head over to www.teakhq.com backslash niche to join the community today.